It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast. <laughs> the home of all things Super all League. Things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. Hello and welcome to the Super League Podcast. I'm your host, Ned Weedman. Today, again, I'm joined by my co-host, Richo. How are you, pal? Good, mate. How are you going? Good. You've been on the golf course today? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Let's just say the views were nice. Golf was shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, consistent. Um, and we are joined as well. We've got another special guest. Um, we get we get the guests are coming on. Everyone's everyone's heard our call. We asked for them a couple of weeks back, Richo, and and we've got them more. But we have got the GM of the Flinders Raiders, the four and zero Flinders Raiders, Josh Taylor, joining us today. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. So. Absolutely, mate. Now, look, we'll get right into it. And the reason you're here, no doubt, is to sort of flex a little bit now that you are four and zero. What's been the secret to your success thus far? Mate, we're just, you know, the most dominant team in the league. J-Mac and I were talking about it. We just, we'll listen to the LeBron James speech about we want our damn respect, man. We're, you guys called us the underdogs, but I'm telling you, we're going to win that chip at the end of the year. Still going to go through me, mate. Oh, stop oh, it. That should, that should be an easy task. Look, have you noticed that you haven't played the strongest of teams just yet? You've had a bit of a run. I think you've played the Heat. Uh, the Bulls, who we all evidently thought were going to be quite good, and it turns out they were kind of woeful. Um, you beat the Thunder when they were without, I think, at least one of their top players, and you also beat the Cranbourne Bucks. So you are 4-0, and but you probably, I would say, beaten the four worst teams. Is that any concern going forward into the season? Yeah, listen, we have probably played the four worst teams, and it's a bit... Um, we are looking forward to playing those high teams to see how we go. Um it's going to be a bit challenging playing, you know, players like yourself and Georgie, see how we can guard, you know, those just single talents. But we're up for it. Our goal is just to, you know, get through one game at a time and just change ourselves to the game situation. So we're looking forward to it to see how we kind of match up against those high teams. Who'd be the team that you'd be most concerned about, JT? Oh, at the moment, I reckon it's going to be Reapers. Um, J-Max kind of pretty confident on how he can guard uh, Ned. So we'll see how that one goes. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit concerned on who's going to be uh, locking up uh, Geordie because he's just such a hard, hard matchup for us or for any team, really. So, uh, We'll ignore that comment, J-Max comment. But <laughs> with full credit to you, I think one of the things that you guys do really, really well is you get pr- production across the board. Obviously, you're led sure. by J-Mac um, and his defensive versatility. And he was actually a, a force inside this week. He finished with 17 points and he was our player of the week finishing with a monster double-double. Yep. But no Alex Ballerini, who is who's one of your key cogs, but you got protection from yourself. You were able to chip in 10 points. Noddy's finished with 14 and yep. Glenn's finished with six points. Is that? Do you think that is the reason why you were able to beat these teams? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first two weeks, it was, you know, myself doing majority of the scoring. Then last week we had Alex putting up 20 and then this week J-Mac having 17 and still Noddy hasn't even hit his um had his best game yet so we've got you know four or five guys who can really take control of the offense and then we've got you know three other players who can put in you know double digit points which is a uh, thing really helpful for our team we can rely on everyone to to score the ball um which is you know really good at this stage in the comp are you looking to make any trades or are you are you, are you happy and you content with your team so far um, I've been open to hearing trades, but um, at the moment, I'm pretty happy with the team. 
obviously when we do play those high high um ranked teams if you know we fall short then you know maybe looking at changing it up um obviously there's a lot of trade offers for noddy so far there hasn't been one that you know excites me and um, i'm loving having him on the team so it's more just you know if we need to change something up then i'll kind of be more open to those trade offers yeah, absolutely. We'll talk think... after this, Josh. <laughs> I well, don't think you've got any pieces I need, Richo. Yeah, well, friend. Richo, that's a great transition because you have been talking, you have been dealing, you've pulled <laughs> yeah. off two trades thus far. Um, yes. We'll talk about the the most recent one. Uh, we've got Alex Hall traded for Dylan Blackledge. Run us through yes. your thoughts on that one. Well, it's interesting actually because after that game, it's probably seen the highest production I've seen out of Alex in one of the games. So. It was really good to see. Got a lot of praise from all the boys for him and stuff. And then, you know, truth be told, we had two trade offers straight after, like later that night. So that was pretty good, I thought. So um, I was talking to, I guess, Tommy, looking for a bit more consistency week to week for his team and everything like that. And Alex hasn't missed a beat. You know, he's he arrives eager to play, eager to learn. So he's definitely a good addition to that team. He'd be pretty dirty with you. Uh, being traded from a, a surprising three, yeah. three and one Kings to the, to the O and four heat. Yeah. Well, he did uh, say shit. He didn't see that one coming. So. <laughs> yeah. It happens unfortunately. And by, by all accounts, did you want Dylan or did you just want to get rid of Alex? Honestly, I, it was a bit more of a, I guess, a skill set shift up as well. Cause I, I know I've heard that Alex, I mean, sorry, um, Dylan's played a little bit more in the Western Port kind of ring. So he's got a little bit of skill set behind him. So I guess it was just a bit more of a skill trade-up for someone who hustles and defends pretty hard. So see how that one works out for us. Yeah, well, Dylan's only played the one game. So he's, mm. he's adamant that he's going to play. Um, but well, it's one of those things. So here we go. See if he fits in the cogs. That's, that's probably the trick, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And you do need the players now that Luke Svensson's gone out with a season-ending injury. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, the other trade was where you were involved as well. This is a bit bigger of a one. So you've sent Nathan Henderson right after he hit the game when he said, thanks for that. Off you go. Nathan Henderson. And you sent Jeremy Hartcher, the Germana balls for Tommy Edwards and Zach Footit. Yeah. So this was an interesting one in a sense is that, yeah, kind of a bit of a trend that I seem to be trying to offload all my guys when they have good games. So I'm not a trend guys. I promise you, I'll try to keep most of you, but Reese. so just, Keep that in mind. I That's do value right. your efforts, everybody. No, um, so this one here, so Hendo, I think looking to trade Hendo and Zach. Initially, it was going to be Zach and Jeremy. That was going to be initial trade. Uh, I was really reluctant to let Hendo, I mean, um, Jeremy go. He's quite a high IQ player, but I think I was looking to get Zach from the start. He's quite a good guy in regarding to, uh, he listens and he plays his role quite well. So I, I'd like, I wanted to add something like that in the ranks. So and he adds a little bit of height to our team as well, which was good. I think I quite like it from the, the bull standpoint, JT, you can probably speak a little bit closer to this given that you played them, but something I felt they missed was that lead ball handler. Um, mm. And I think Nathan can fill that role. I don't think he did a great job of it on Sunday, but once he becomes a little bit more comfortable, he works out how he's going to fit him in with Slim and Dan. Um, I think I, I, I do like that trade a lot. Yeah, for sure. They were um, obviously a really big team. Um, so that was one of our focuses going in, just trying to make sure we um, keep him outside the key. But with Nathan in there, he was just really good at finding those plays inside, moving on offense. So, when you're guarding him, you were just having to run around with him. So I think he really 
gives them a different look on offense um, to oppose to them just being a big, you know, um, big team who just like to post up and be inside. He kind of spreads the floor a bit more for them. Now that now that we're in, we're sort of we're we're halfway. Sorry, we've only got four more weeks until the round eight trade deadline, so we're close, and we've obviously got a bit of a break here. So I think some of the GMs will be chatting um, on Christmas Day because that's the yeah, most me. important thing on Christmas Day. Um, but yeah, trying to come up with some trades and trying to get those final moves to to lock in their teams for that last push. All right, guys, we'll jump into the game recap. So, so the first game recap was the Bayside Reapers. 54 beating my man Eliza millions 48 in what was uh what was an interesting game a shorthanded millions i thought did quite well it look not gonna lie it makes me very happy seeing your team lose a lot but no i i do i do agree with you a bit shorthanded and you guys were quite small coming to this this game especially playing someone like john o'hors he was a force to be reckoned with coming through the key and uh, i reckon you guys did quite well you know, keeping him down to 13 points, to be honest. Yeah, look, he was he was obviously really effective being the biggest guy on the court. I think our guys did a good job making it tough on him. You know, he's he, he scored a lot of his points um, at the foul line. He was drawing a lot of fouls. Um, I think the key to this game, the reason it was so close, was was single-handedly uh, the effort by Chris Barrett. He was nominated by for Player of the Week um, with what was an okay stat line, eight points, 11 boards, and four assists. But the big one was locking up Geordie well and truly. Geordie Jordy came over to the score bench, had a crack at the scorers because we had it wrong. He was that frustrated. <laughs> he was absolutely locked up and he's lost top spot on the scoring list as well. So big night, big night for, for Baz. I think, though, that's kind of a long-standing thing we've been, that's been happening throughout the years of all been playing against one another, though. I think Baz has just got Geordie's ticket, unfortunately. He's got his number locked up and... More of a psychological game than a physicality game in uh, when it comes on the court, unfortunately. Yeah, no doubt. Um, look, but we the the Reapers again. They are proving as to why they they are one of the strongest teams in the competition. This time, Dale Taylor stepped up, mm-hmm. seventeen points, um, and scored from all over the floor. And he showed he added a, another dynamic option. Week in, week out, we they had a shocker against the Thunder, but I think these guys are really the team to beat. Um, one thing about Dale was I was watching the game and it really showed that he, he had a quite a quiet 17 points. He mm. didn't just like shoot the lights out. Like he was just making some shots. And at the end of the game, I was like, wow, he had 17 points. So they really just were able to find those shots throughout the game. And it was a very consistent game for them, you know, with Geordie only having nine points for them to still get up and win. And then Shannon also only having 12 points. Um, yeah, it's quite scary to see that they've got other guys who can put up those kind of points. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. Um, again, lastly, our guys. I thought we 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 played hard. Big game by uh, Jimmy Calhoun, 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 Kahuna. Man, not gonna. I don't know. Don't know the name. Sorry, buddy. Um, four for seven. I chewed him out last week for not making shots, and he's done just that. So all credit to him. Um, and I think I think once we're at full strength, we get the the first overall pick back. Um, we'll be looking pretty good. Well, the interesting thing, obviously, you guys have been out without uh, Bryce for a number of weeks. So, you know, that's a big cog in, like, in the, in the, whole, the whole mix of your team. So I'd like to see what you guys will be doing once he's back and, you know, running full steam. So Winning. Cool Winning is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll move on to the next game of the night. It was 
an absolute shocker, an absolute surprise. 55, the Karingle Kings beating Lang Warren Thunder, 42. Richo, this is the best I've seen your boys play. I agree. And I think we came together as a team quite well. And when I was talking and reading about it after the games and things like that, over a little recap, I think we just got production across the board. You know, I think it's very similar to what JT does with his team week in, week out. However, I feel we just came out of the gates quite quickly. And, yeah, we, we had good effort from both ends, good communication, good passing. Oh, I wouldn't say passing. But, yeah, good communication, good running, and good defense. And, and I think it really won us the game, to be honest. We had, I felt like we had complete control the whole way through. I think it was a tale of who wanted to play defense um, down one end. You guys were doing a, a terrific job um, locking up. That was cemented. Um, Luke Svensson did a, did a really good job bothering Kieran. You know, Kieran still got 18 points, but he, he shot it poorly. Um, I thought you guys looked look really, really good on the defensive end. And I, I don't think they brought that same intensity. It was, they were all kind of sieves on the other end. No one really wanted to get in a stance and, and lock down defense. You know, an interesting statistic here. It's, it's a 13 point win. Um, given obviously we play halves in this competition, but FIBA live stat checks, tracks it through quarters. So at quarter time, you were up an additional uh, 15 points. You were up 28 points at three quarter time. What would have been? Yeah. I don't Which know. Is, we, like I said, we came out of the gate firing. Yeah. I think that's what kind of shook the boat a bit. And we, when they had a first early timeout, that, that kind of gave us a bit of kick up the bum saying, this is, we're doing well. One of the things that Luke said at halftime, which probably, you know, ramped us up a little bit more was, uh, all right, boys, score zero, zero. So regardless of what we were ahead, I think the only problem was we did drop off the intensity halfway through the, the second half. So obviously that's where they got a lot of, you know, momentum back and they did bring it a bit closer. But like I said, I, did, I didn't think we, um, we were worried to be you know, to some degree at all. And you took a page out of JT's book. Everybody's gotten the stat line. Um, no one's scored above 13 points, but everyone's got on the board. Chapo's had another big week. Tommy Edwards has had his best performance mm-hmm. in only 23 minutes. You, you know, we belted you the first week and I didn't think you were going to have too strong a season, but three bounce back performances and you guys are well and truly in that tied second spot. Look, in all fairness, though, we did have, obviously, the addition of Josh Dewhurst and Chris Alderson. So I think those two guys uh, were quite good, I guess, fill-ins for us. And obviously, with Zach Flute being out and Tristan Moore being out, our two bigger guys, it was it was good to have good, I guess, production out of two blokes who were essentially filling in for two big guys. So I think that was quite good. It's, um, it's an awesome feeling seeing Dan Zed and Kieran after all the shit they talked <laughs> <laughs> um, they talked about going 10 and one, despite of yeah. having already lost two games yeah. <laughs> to, to drop another game and not only drop another game, but just to, to drop it so dismally. Funny. Do, do you Kieran think came up to me? Hang on. Kieran came up to me and he goes, Oh, I've got you. I've got you a win last week, but I bet you give you a loss this week. So Kieran, there you go, mate. Thank you so much. Do you think <laughs> JT, do you think these guys are just playing badly or they're just not a good team? The Thunder? Yeah. Oh, I just don't think they have the right pieces to win. I think they've just got too many big guys on the floor. Um, you know, getting um, getting what's, uh, what's Kieran yeah. on the team. Yeah, getting Kieran on the team. Um, obviously, he's a great player, but he's with Regan and Dan. I just don't think it works that well. I think they need someone to run the floor a bit better, um, you know, run the offense. 
they've obviously got the talent, but it's similar to the Frankson team last year in Elite, where they've had so much talent, but it just didn't work together. Um, but I'm sure Dan will be able to pull something together and figure it out throughout the season. Um, but yeah, at the moment, it's just not looking too good for them. One point I will make, though, I feel a, a lot of other teams are going to struggle guarding Kieran. All yep. credit to Kieran. I feel like there's going to be a lot of teams that's going to struggle with with him. He's quite crafty. He's quite slippery. He's now shooting a lot more threes. You know, the thing was, we just pressed him quite hard. So I feel like if the teams don't come out with the same intensity we had, they're going to struggle trying to guard Kieran. But it wasn't like, like I said, Kieran, he still had 18. Yeah. He had 18 still. Yeah, like yeah, Kieran Kieran was still, still still able to produce. It was the other guys that just didn't give him a ton. You know, they mm. they only shot it at twenty eight percent. You know, someone they do miss, I I think is is Toby North. JT, do you have an update on his injury at all? He should be back by first game back. So um, he's said that he's recovering really well. He did some um, ligament damage in his ankle. But um, to be fair, you know, I've been playing with him and doing some training with him. He's actually looking really good. Um, he's kind of gone away from him just shooting threes and tried to focus on, you know, building strength and athleticism. And he's actually looking like a really solid player. So I think they could use his speed um, and driving on offense. Yeah, it could um, be that, that person we're talking yeah. about before, JT, just to run the floor yeah. a bit more. One thing exactly. that Regan mentioned was that you know, they should be getting a lot more fast breaks. And a lot more yeah. offloading with someone like Regan, who's probably one of the best passes I've seen, especially yeah. at full court. They should be getting out and getting yeah. out there to do that. And Toby loves to leak. He's a really fast player, and he he's really good at leaking out on um on defense and getting those fast breaks. I think that could be something that they really need to to get back. Well, I'm going to hold him to those layouts, JT. He doesn't make yeah. one. I'm going to yell. I'm going to look straight at you and yell straight at you. Oh, so my problem if he misses them. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% going to call you out on this podcast because he's missing layouts. Well, he's probably going to have to call me out eventually. But... <laughs> All right, we'll move on. We'll move on to the next game. Now, JT, you actually played in this one despite it not being your team. It was the Cranbourne Bucks 54 beating the Hastings Heat 37. And statistically, I don't think I think it is still possible for the Hastings Heat to to sneak into finals, but uh, don't like the chances. It's pretty evident that the they're well and truly out. The Bucks, on the other hand, they hang in there. You know, they if the if they had had a couple of close ones, uh, if they had a, had the ball rolled their way a couple of times in the past few weeks, they might be two and two and, and looking a bit better. But I think it was a good um, good performance and a bit more balanced, which which was great to see. Yeah. Yeah, it felt a bit weird playing in the game when, um, you know, I'm a GM of another team. Um, you know, Heat just, I don't think, were very organised, even in their game. Um, you know, despite having two feelings, they still just didn't really figure it out at the start of the game what they wanted to do on offence or defence. They just took a little bit of time to get into the game. And then when they were in the game, it was quite sloppy. So I think um, Tommy really needs to make some trades happening. I don't think the team's working at the moment. Um, He's trying, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... <laughs> He needs to get something happening or else, you know, the season's kind of a bit over at the moment. Mm. Yeah. And like, he's just been riddled with injuries. Tristan yeah. finally was able to get back, but as we kind of uh, possibly didn't anticipate, we're expecting a touch more, maybe um, he's going to take a little bit of time to work some of that rust off that, that everyone else has sort of got the opportunity to do already. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, no Rome. That's a, that's a big thing, especially against the Bucks. If there was a team to not have your big fella against it's, it's, it's them because they yeah. want to bang bodies and he would have been, he would have been massive for them. Mm. I'm not sure where he goes. He's got some, he's got some trades to make, um, but I'm just not sure the direction he needs to take in that. 
Tried to trade Rome for J-Mac. Tried to tame Road for J-Mac and you just weren't having it? Oh, I didn't even consider it. (laughs) (laughs) J-Mac had just put up 17 and 17 that night. And then Tommy goes, Rome for J-Mac. I was like, no way, mate. (laughs) (laughs) But the Bucks guys, they got production out of Jono Svensson. We've heard lots about him. Um, He didn't shoot it overly well, but he was able to finish with 15, 7 and 2 assists. That was that was really exciting to see that you know Torin again leading. Kurt had a down performance to get a win with a with only a twelve and ten game from Kurt. Is this the is this the turning of the corner for the Bucks? Possibly, and now I see why Glenn said no to my trade for Jono. He was uh, waiting to see what was going to happen on Sunday, and I'm really sad that he played this well because he was going to look really nice in a Kringle Kings uniform. But... <laughs> Damn, happened. Yeah, I think this team has has the building blocks and the foundation to be a, a strong team. Mm. I think they play tough defense. They rebound, they rebound the ball really well. Like very rarely are we getting offensive boards uh, against these guys. I think the Christmas break's possibly a bit of a shame for them because they were building some good chemistry. I saw Glenn even have his whiteboard there. So he was drawing mm. up set pieces oh, and those. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which, awesome. is, uh, which is awesome. Um, so maybe they are, they can have a turnaround, but... We'll have to wait and see what sort of happens after the break. Uh, we'll move on to the final game. And this one I was expecting a little bit more of. I thought this was a good matchup for, for the Bulls. But the undefeated Flinders Raiders got up 52 to the Germana Bulls 36. You know, we've already touched on your team again. Everybody was filling the stat sheet. You finally got a little bit more production out of Noddy, who's finished with 14 points. You guys are looking the real goods. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good to see. Um, you know, when we were having the practice matches at the start of the year, we were 0-3 in those, and I was a bit worried, but we didn't have J-Mac in those. And I think just having J-Mac there, he doesn't even need to put up big numbers, but he just brings so much presence on defense. Um, and even on offense, you saw that he can just go in, get it in the post, and they have three or four guys trying to trying to um, go on him on defense. And then we just open up the floor. So, you know, our team's so much, uh, so different having J-Mac there. And then, you know, being able to rely on guys like lower lower picks like um, Mitchie to, to put up numbers like he does and shoot the ball like he does. And I'm sure Harvey's going to um, be a bit more consistent and put up some more shots. And uh, even Glenn had a really good game this week. He was finding some good passes, put up six points only. But the um, just the, the effort he brought was, was really valuable. Good rebound contribution. Yeah, yeah. Sure. and I guess Richo and me talk about this all the time. Like the secret to this competition is what can you get from those last picks? If they're a waste um, and they give you nothing, that really does yeah. hinder you because you're just you're yeah. basically just subbing in guys just because you have to. Whereas you've actually got the option to look down your bench and go, all right, Jalen needs a run. He can go give me this, this, and this. Um, yeah, sure. You know, and your whole your whole team, and I think that's that's the secret for for you guys especially yeah. and. And you're a reflection of that. You know, I noticed that you tightened up your rotation a little bit, just a touch. So Jalen only played the 21 minutes. Mitchie played the 21 minutes. You had J Mac up at 37. Yep. Was that was that a conscious decision, or is that just the way it fell out? Oh well, the week before we um kind of looked at because J Mac and I have kind of been you know looking at the stats together, and we saw that you know when we had myself, uh, J Mac, and Noddy on, you know the team was doing a lot better, and we were playing lower minutes, so we kind of need to fix up a little bit. Um, but as well as that, Mitch was was sick on the day and Jalen felt a bit tired. He didn't have his, you know, upbeat kind of play style. So those two played a little bit less minutes. But we did look at it and think that 
you know, when myself, Noddy and J-Mac are on the floor, our team kind of starting to pull back a bit. So we need to make sure our minutes go up, um, you know, not too much, but still try and have, you know, the more minutes out of the team. Like a bloody Swiss army knife, JT. You've got so many pieces right. you can utilize for any situation. I think that's where you guys really benefit from. You know, if you yeah, exactly. pick it up, you've got Jalen and things there and Harvey running the floor and being able to shoot. So that's really handy, man. Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the reasons I um, traded for Harvey because he's such a smart guy um, in, on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just doesn't have his confidence there for a shot at the moment. But, you know, when I'm off the floor, I'm confident with him running the running the point guard and running the offense. And the thing is, our team's all switched on. You should, like in our game, we had so many good inside passes and we just knew which other we were going to be. And I think that's why we're doing so well because we just already built that chemistry. So mm-hmm. Now... I think it's time we, we touch on the Dryana Bulls and specifically, I think it's time for Dan Orbit to, to pull the pin on, on one of Slim and Dan Curran. It's, yeah. it's evident that this doesn't work. They get, they do a really good job on the glass. They do a, a, a terrific job. You know, between them, they had 19 boards. Wow. But outside of that, there's just not enough shot creation. There's not enough good looks on offense. You know, Geordie, Geordie's um, at, analysis on this last week was really really good we they can play defense they held you to 52 points which is not too bad but only scoring 36 is a, is a real concern i think richo if you're in the, if you're in dan's position what way do you go who who do you trade and what are you looking for it's interesting because i was actually going to ask the same basis for you guys for example like tommy edwards has an opportunity to actually you know light up a bit because also i was really interested to see that uh he traded for nathan henderson um obviously he's a great shot and playmaker but the basis is you need someone like Tommy to actually you know get those points for you I, I honestly like it's kind of it's an interesting one where do you look for a scorer and who would be willing to actually let someone go that's probably where I'd probably look at well maybe Dale potentially one of the boys in Shannon and or Geordie you know if they could switch up and get another big and trade off one of their pieces essentially having two of the same guys you could might be able to offload one for, for Dan Kieran, maybe. Uh, that's what I would look for if I was if I was him. Otherwise, yeah. Like, like don't get me wrong, you might get some production again from Jeremy. He, like I said, he's one of one of the better mid-range shooters that I've seen. So, again, just need to wait for a game from him. But just looking at the team, I don't know where else to look in regarding to what pieces you can move, really. I think yeah. it's a case of addition, addition by subtraction, uh, personally. I think... Picks wise, you might lose a little bit of value uh, by by trading Dan Karen. You might have to trade for what was a third round pick. But I think just from a, a synergy and team chemistry standpoint, I think just getting someone that fits better will be more beneficial. So although on paper it doesn't look great, and I remember on draft night, you two actually made the trade for Jeremy for Harvey, and we all sort of went, "That doesn't make sense. You've just traded thirty six for fifty one or something like that." Mm. But evidently, mm. it you know it doesn't really matter as if the if the players don't fit. That's a good point. Yeah. You know. So, JT, what, what what do you think he should do? I definitely think they just need some more scorers on the team. You know, someone who's similar to a Tristan-type player. You know, if Tristan can get that rust off, then, you know, he could be good trade. But just someone who can, you know, create their own shot because they were moving the ball really well, but then they just didn't know what to do with it. I think they mostly uh, scored off, you know, second-chance points or just little – um, shots inside the key. So they just need someone who can space the floor, create their own shots. Um, you know, it's it's going to be hard to try and find a trade like that, but, you know, mm, I where think would you Dan look, to look into it. Oh, 
I guess if you were Dan, where would you the look? The only team I can see, I'd probably say the Bucks. I think they have some some pieces. Because um, I don't think anyone else is really... Or e- even the Thunder could possibly move away one of their big men, you know. Um, mm. It could could look like that, but yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's a real tricky one because, you know... Look, the one team I think there's I think there's two teams, there's two players I think that fit quite well. Um, and it's a similar value. The first one, I think Zane Milsom. I've heard his name on the trade block. It's yep. by all accounts, it sounds like Tommy Clark's open to that. And I think he is someone that he has absolutely no issue being a high usage guy. And and that's what they that's what they need. You know, Slim Slim can create great shots. So maybe someone like Zane is someone they can um, incorporate. And then another guy that I think would fit really well, it would be Reese Borum. And it's second mm. round for second round. You know, may look, does Dan or Slim fit in your team with Luke there? Potentially not. But, you know, on the other side, I think that's the type of player that, that Dan Orbit needs to look at. Look, and um, uh, just to put it out there, Dan, I'm open to hear that conversation if you want to have that conversation. <laughs> I think it's an interesting one. You know, look, Tommy Burns um, tried to tried to to nick one of them um but uh, yeah i i think i think dan orbit needs to come to terms with that uh, unfortunately he's gonna have to probably get you know 30 cents on the dollar you know 70 cents on the dollar maybe <laughs> um in this scenario because the value is just not there he hasn't he hasn't had the production just yet yeah that's true all right boys we'll take a quick break to hear from our league sponsor signforce and then we'll be right back Super League is very proud to announce that Signforce Solutions are back on as our major sponsor for the Peninsula Division. Glenn and the guys down at Signforce are really heavily experienced in lots of different signage solutions such as digitally printed banners, interior and office and home signage, exterior and rental signage and a whole lot of different options like Google wraps and so on. If you've got any signage needs, Glenn and the guys are your first call. Alright guys, we are back. All right, a couple more segments and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. First, first up, worst of the week. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, the worst of the week has to go to the Lang Warren Thunder and specifically Kieran and Dan Zed. Nothing is more... Uh, I think there's, no, there's, no, there's no worse look than running your mouth off on the podcast and behind the scenes for you just to get belted belted you know as i said it was a 13 point loss but really it was 28 at one point um not a great look not a great look and and additionally i'd also like to give an honorable mention to jordan melrose one this is his full-time job now so he needs to be here on the podcast two got absolutely locked up by baz richie you got someone firstly i really like your <laughs> nominations this week mate both of them actually were quite good uh even the geordie thing was a uh, nail on the head come on mate Pick up your game. It should be on the pod. Sure. But yeah, no, no I, I like those two, Ned. I'll, I'll support you with both of those. JT, you got a worst of the week? Well, I have to say uh, Tommy Clark, you know. I love him. He's uh, my old teammate. But um, getting an, an ex, uh, another GM to fill in for your team, I was a bit surprised when he asked me to play. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I'm fine to have a practice game, but, you know, it was a bit, bit weird putting on another uniform. So i got to nominate him for worst of the week. I love it. <laughs> Love your work. All right. Last thing I want to touch on is the the standings, and I just want to get your opinions on where we sit. So, currently, 
We have the Flinders Raiders in first place ahead of everybody, 4-0. We then have Tide in second place. So that rounds out our top four with the Mount Eliza Moons, 3-1, Bayside Reapers, 3-1, and Kringle Kings, 3-1. Then we have the next three, or all one and three, which is the Dramana Bulls, the Lang Warren Thunder, and the Cranbourne Bucks. And in last place, we've got the Hastings Heat. Now, looking at those standings, what do we think? Do we think personally, I would, I would not have predicted this to be the case. I would have thought both the bulls and the thunder were going to be in the top four. I think um, obviously the, the Raiders have been the absolute pleasant surprise of the, the competition thus far. And Richard, I thought you made a big mistake on draft night. So I didn't think you were going to be there. Um, <laughs> but guys, do you think that's how it, do you think that's how it ends up this current eight we've got, or do you think there's a team that's in that bottom four that can sneak in? Josh, stay for a second. Let me let me jump in here because this <laughs> I is my thing for you. No, no, my thing is I'd just really like to see how you guys are going to go against literally the teams that are there three one. I really want to see how you guys match up against everybody there, and then we can keep talking about this conversation. But until you play us, the millions, and yeah, the, yeah, I'll really like to see how you go. To be honest, because I'm pipping like the Reapers. Honestly, I think they're, they're quite good and how they play, they're quite deep. So I like to see them and I think I'm, I'm backing them pretty highly. Don't get me wrong, JT, stats don't lie, but <laughs> until you play these guys, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up until then. Oh, for sure. We're definitely um, excited to play those teams. You know, we are, you know, talking uh, talking to talk at the moment, but, um, well, you, have, you know, we you have, have the right to. You have the right to talk yeah, to talk. Exactly, mate. but we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. Um you know, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we stay, you know, in that top four, even, you know, the top two kind of spots throughout the season. Um, I think we're pretty confident in our team. It's just, you know, that those, the Bayside Reapers that we're pretty um, nervous about. Um, the only teams I can kind of see moving around. Sorry, Richard, but I could maybe oh. see, you know, your team dropping down and the Bucks coming in. I do think um, Glenn's put together a really good team and if Kirk can put up some good numbers, they are really dangerous teams. I can see them sneak into the top four. That's fair. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that is the fourth spot's what's open. I think the Kringle Kings are the ones that um, you guys have had some shaky wins. You could very easily be one and three as well. You've only had really the one convincing win. You won on the buzzer and then you won by point the following week. So, yeah, you know, you no, could be I, you could I be in a much worse that. position. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The other thing that we have to take into account as well is obviously injuries. Who knows? Who knows mm. uh, what's going to happen across at the, towards yeah. the end of the season? Evidently, you know, you see how Don't it affected, say it. you see how it affected the millions. Um, that's for sure. But is that is that going to be a common thing then? Is that you know your team isn't good enough to essentially to win a game if you're not there? Now that's a concern for me. What if you are out for longer than you expected? Is that going to cripple your run for finals, I, you know, that's a bit of a concern. Nah. Like I have all faith in Chris Barrett. Don't get me wrong. I have all faith in Chris Barrett and Bryce, but the basis is if they can't win games without you, that's a concern, Ned. Well, the, like the, we lost one game, to be fair, and and with that, we didn't have Bryce. Mm. Um, I think you'll remember in the practice game, I didn't play against you guys and we belted you by about 30. So if that if there's, if there's something to take from that is that, my team is doesn't doesn't need me. I think we just played. I just honestly think we played the other the the team that will likely meet in the finals. Um, yeah. 
I think I think the Reapers are who will play there. I think we match up. Mm. I think I think if there's a team we match up poorly against, it is the the Reapers, given that um, they've got Big Jono inside. I'm actually really I'm, in the back of my head. I'm so pumped to play the Raiders now that J Max shot his mouth off. <laughs> so we're talking about you know how are we going to guard him Ned? and I'm like oh who are we going to put on him you know we're probably going to have to run you know a box and one and have someone running with Ned at all times and I'm like who are we going to do he's like mate I can run with him I'm fit now you know I'm like if you're confident I'm going to let you go with him he's like yeah I'll lock him up I love it it's just such a big mistake for defensive player so no yeah, but okay. I do we'll see you are a quick player so it's just going to See how fast J Mac can go. All righty. On, on that note, <laughs> let's wrap this thing up. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been great four weeks so far. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed we do have a break. Um, but thanks for jumping on the pod, boys. You're not. You're excited. No, mate. I um, I'm out for four weeks anyway. So where are you going? Oh yeah. No, I just had surgery. I had surgery, on, surgery on Monday. So. Ah. Perfect Good time, time to have a break. Exactly. Yeah, perfect timing. All right, we'll wrap up there. Um, I hope everybody has a, a great Christmas and a, and a happy new year and, and a really well-rested break. Um, I want to wish Kieran uh, a happy birthday for Friday. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, thanks again, and, and I'll see you in the new year. Thanks, mate. Thanks, thanks for mate. having me. See you then. See you guys, mate. See you guys.